0: How annoying is it to travel with your camera equipment? It's yeah. like the whole flight you might must be thinking that hopefully it's not breaking. Yeah, and then when you're on your
1: way and... back you're like some asshole's gonna come up and you like, give me your fucking bag and me be like, ah, I have so many photos on these cameras, please, and they're gonna be like, fuck you, give me your <laughs> fucking bag, and I'm gonna be like, you don't understand, I'm a photographer, and they're gonna be like, I'm about to shoot you. I think about it every time.
0: Welcome to the Not Just Bagels Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Spellman. I'm here with my co-host, Father Scott Spellman. And today's guest, we have the food photographer legend himself, Daniel Krieger. Hello,
1: hello. Thank you for having me. Hi, thanks for coming. How you doing today?
0: Doing so well, yeah. How was the drive done over here? I really appreciate you making
1: it. Not bad, yeah. It wasn't bad. I stopped in uh, Williamsburg and uh, for a little bit, and I got a haircut. <laughs> That's what I... I went a to pers- Persons of Interest and got a haircut. You got a cigar with a haircut? No, but the uh, Persons of Interest has beers
0: let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsor uber eats
2: whether you're in love with our delicious bagel or you're in need of your favorite irresistible treat uber eats will help you satisfy that craving and today they're offering
0: new users 25 dollars off any order just enter code not just bagels now that's a good deal
2: you know i think i'm gonna order in tonight
1: they'll give you free beer so you can sit they have a little cooler sitting there and so you can pot they always, they always have brooklyn uh loggers there which is yeah. nice a nice little perk you know and i told the uh the guy who was cutting my hair what i thought was kind of a funny story and i'll retell it right now for you guys it's that when i first moved into Carroll gardens it was a very old school little italian neighborhood which you know there's Great still place. elements there and that's what makes it so charming and attractive and uh But, you know, I was not a little uh, old Italian person moving into the neighborhood. I'm me. And they didn't, you know, I wasn't, they didn't like me, I guess. So one time I went to go get my hair cut and I, I guess it was a little, you know, out of control. And I walked into this barber shop on Court Street, like literally two blocks away from where I was living. And I was like, hey, I need a haircut. And the little Italian barber is like, I can't cut your hair. Look at your hair. It's a big, like crazy mess. He's like, "Uh, you know, I'm not going to cut that hair. And I was like, well, what? I was like, you refusing me service? And he's like, yeah. So I had to leave. I couldn't, he wouldn't fucking cut my hair. I was like, this was fucking ridiculous. But, uh, you know, what am I going to do? Argue with the guy? He didn't want to cut my hair. So I just walked out and that was it. I felt like a hippie in the fucking 1970s getting kicked out of a barber shop. But it was not nineteen seventies. It was, you know, it was like fifteen years ago. <laughs> so he did so he didn't want to cut your hair because yeah. it was too messy. It was too like He only cuts clean hair. I guess so, yeah. It was like and when, when I told the barber today, he's like, that's like the job is to cut clean, your hair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. that's what he's doing. And I was like, well, yeah, but Well,
0: you got a haircut today, so that's all that matters. Yeah. You're looking yeah. sharp. Hey, sharp. There we go. Tell me, how do you take a good photo?
1: <clears throat> Ooh. Um I mean, that's a culmination of I guess just years of effort and practice, and you know, are you uh, been doing this a while? Yeah, about 15 years. Uh, you know, oh, since, I, the day. since the haircut, then, since the haircut, my camera would have filmed this guy. Not when that guy kicked me out of his barber shop I said, uh, well, it was about when I moved into Brooklyn, I was starting to get into photography at that time. Uh, so it's been about 15 years, but yeah, um, it's a combination of practice, doing it uh, like you know, repetitive over and over again, just like you know, even if you bake a good bagel that first time you got to do it again thousand times and then two thousand times and it's got to stay the consistency or get better over time or you know so it's just that that's part of what makes a you know a good photo but you have to be able to juggle a bunch of things at the same time and direct a little bit too i mean you have to kind of uh, be in control of your scene when you're taking a good photograph right you can't just you know randomly take a photo you kind of have to control every all these different elements that are happening whether it's light or your subject moving around you have to be able to kind of control it background yeah everything's changing and everything changes even if you're taking photos at the same location when you go back there the light is going to be different you know day to day unless you're in a studio and you're just setting up your own lights. So it's challenging, but you know, taking all those things into account is what makes a good photograph. I and guess. why photography? Why did you choose to get into that? Um, I was looking for a career that I didn't really want to do an academic career. So I found the creative profession doing photography and people started hiring me and liked what I was producing and so I was like, okay, I can make a career doing it. What? There's been a few sh- shoots that I've done for like Eater and the New York Times where I get to go to older restaurants like um, Brennan and Carr. You, have you ever uh, sure, been out absolutely. there? Sure, so, yeah. And then like Rendazzo. So New York Times just did this hundred best uh, restaurant yeah. list, and they mentioned Rindazo's, And I had shot that review. Pete Wells, the critic, went out to rindazo's yeah. Sheepshead Sheepside Bay, Sheepshead Bay, baby. And fucking, he went there a couple. You know, this is how it works. Uh, you know, he must have went out there a few times, and he was like, "This place is classic. It's great. I'm gonna write about it." And he wrote a really nice review. And then when you know the photo editor came, they assigned me that, and so I drove out to Sheepshead Bay, and I was like. This is fucking great because I love neon, too. I love photographing neon. They yeah, got all the a, fucking crazy neon. Awesome. And then I love photographing characters and they had all these characters oh, inside, including the owners. So it was just it was a great photo shoot. I,
0: so. I loved it there. But the last time I went there, I had a bad experience and it was food or what? no, not even. I ran that was, on the way home. I got into a terrible car accident.
1: Oh, well, that yeah.
0: sucks. So, like, every time I hear Randazzo's, I it just, like, oh, you have uh, yeah, bad memories. But
1: Yeah, I spent the fucking afternoon shooting that place and getting to eat that food, and uh, it Brenda was just cars. wonderful. Well, Brandon and Carr. Brendan and Carr. Yeah, and Carr. <laughs> yeah he, he always... You <laughs> need <just, he laughs> to have a t-shirt. Yeah. But have you... The owner, <laughs> oh, you, oh, you ever see
2: his car? He's got no. A great no. old-time car. Yeah, the owner.
1: I don't even know. The I, I met a guy. He was probably the owner, but, I mean... I'm, I don't know if he even said he was the owner he's got like one from the
2: 1940s that's awesome you know
1: but those those places like the that's like a mini peter luger right and it's just wonderful and the the fact that it's been there for so long and they keep the interior kind of same yeah the same and in good shape and then they keep the food like quality value going it's just like that's like a perfect restaurant right there without
0: a doubt yeah did it make that list
1: uh, I don't. <laughs> no, it did not make Pete's 100 list. But I don't think he's ever like like when yeah, he went out and re- re- reviewed Rendazzo's. That was cool and that was great. But he didn't go out and start reviewing all you know, those type of places. Gastron- yeah. The 100 list is about. I'd like really to do a fucking. I, can, I it's mean, not that. about fine dining. If
2: Rendazzo's is on there, uh, no, but it wasn't on there. Well, so he just said it was on there. What
1: do you guys think about this idea? Do you like the idea of doing a either you know like a a column in a publication about these restaurants that have been along, around for how long 20 years 50 years what would you want to see do you want to see restaurants that have been around 100 years or is 20 years enough where you're like that I, shows more than I I think
2: what 40 I, years 40
1: I, I would say 25 25 45 40 there's, there's so many that Do you know how, you know how yeah, hard I don't it is I to keep there up a restaurant is, open for 25 years Yeah it's hard I, I would I say 40 there's on there's places places are places? a lot right there's not there, that, nah. no, there's utopia bagels and <laughs> listen if there's i if i could expand no. it to the country and travel around america no, in new york there's a bunch yeah i don't that, think that so keep the quality and, and i guess it would be the same
0: you, thing you, on the you, list over yeah, and over you,
1: and you over want here. you want it to be kind of a special place like right. bemonte's and yeah but think about uh, it, it, it 20 years is
0: 2003 already so like that's so 90s
1: McGraw, what do you think? How many years do we need to for this list? You're pretty well-versed in um, this whole industry. I'd,
3: I'd say, like, tw- 20 years is a good stretch. It is like, a good it's stretch, It's got to be before the turn
2: of the 100 years.
3: Essentially, essentially that, like, when you talk about, like, I don't know, like an Eater 38, which is, like, their are essential restaurants in a city, right? They'll make a right. list. I feel like there's at least five restaurants on there that have a 20-year stretch to a... Fifty or sixty year stretch, potentially, like if you're talking about Katz's or Peter Luger, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's got to be significant, but forty years is a long run what is long too long there
1: used steps. to be 45. more places yeah right, right but there used now to there aren't it's there. Definitely but, right. it's but definitely. The, the the whole thing is, and what's so important is that there used to be more places, and so people are like, oh, there used to be so many but there's still some places now, and nobody's really documenting them that, well enough. Yes. they're not being documented well enough, these are living like. Legends, museums—they're—they're places. They're well. I say museums sometimes are galleries, but they're almost more like a a running play. It's like a running show. Like a show on Broadway, no matter how good it is, it doesn't usually always last for more than 30, 40 years, right? You Stop start in New system. York, maybe, and then you start spreading out. Yeah. Because when you go down to New Orleans, have you guys spent time down there? Nah, that I've been there. Got it. So <laughs> one there. Good, man. That's great. It's a wonder. So, New Orleans, hey, he's a real boy. How are you doing? One of, that's one of our country's greatest We're all cities. Fish. It's just such a wonderful city. The history there, the people there, the food, the vibe. There's just nothing like it. So, you can go. I mean, listen, there's a lot of great cities, but that's one of the best in New York City. Nashville is another well, great city. San Francisco chicken. is also North one North of, North of North my North favorite North cities. North. Such a great it. city. Sounds like Daniel uh, fell in love in New Orleans or something like that. Uh, when I, went, I used to go down there for this festival called Tales of the Cocktail every year. And so, you know, I spent years just going there and traveling through, the, you know, meeting people and photographing. And so I just I fell in love with the city. And yeah, that's what that's what it was you got to fall in love with the city right people fall in love with new york city all the time but there's other cities to fall in love with yeah you're right you gotta broaden the horizons that's what
2: life's about this journey of where it takes us right right yeah i guess that's what it is (laughs) i don't want
0: to think about it because i'm already starting to get upset like i think about that all the time and it just kills me there's so many like different people places like to see that you're not
2: gonna be able in your life to get there? That's what we're talking about, Have, you, have you been to Tokyo yet?
1: No. no our friends oh, the, the thing about Tokyo and Japan is uh, just the quality and the level of everything when you get over there, you're just blown away by it. And you're like, holy shit, you walk into a 7-Eleven and you can have a whole dinner there and be really impressed with everything you just ate. Wow. And just that on that level, but then when you start- So there's to no the bodegas now, there? Well, yeah, sure, there are probably uh, but and then when you go into one you'll have the best sushi you've ever eaten. You're like, Holy shit, that was like pre made whatever and the you know It's just unbelievable. So you been to bro. Tokyo. Twice, yeah, yeah. And unbel- you're gonna love it. It's gonna it'll blow your mind. And who knows just, if I'll ever make it, bro? You'll make it. Come on, man. This is this is why you're doing this. you will you wait down on you know how
2: old there? I am actually or
0: <laughs> Was no? I
1: able to what
2: on a what? Poke gonna there.
1: No. No, uh, it's illegal. Ivan, right. It's, it's totally it's illegal. illegal. And when I went over uh, the last time I was there, they fucking searched my bag like and freaked me out. And I'm sitting You're there. Gonna going, get arrested? I hope there's not a fucking leftover like little doobie right. in there. These guys are he's literally that's what he's looking for. Right. And I'm going to get fucking arrested and thrown in some Japanese prison that I don't want to be hanging out. And Ivan Rahman told me that he never brings it over, never, ever to do it. And he got to smoke there like I think one time. Somebody just had like a pen and he took a hit yeah. and he said it was wonderful. Have you ever tried the egg salad at seven eleven? Uh here or there? There. No, I don't think I actually, you know, who's, Boy, I'm, it's I'm, famous? Not eat, I'm not eating 7-Eleven fucking food, even if it's unbelievable. You were just saying how unbelievable it is. Yeah, it. yeah but, it's, That's not, but else,
0: not it's not for everybody else. No. <laughs> it's not a 7-Eleven.
2: It's not actually a 7-Eleven. No, the 7-Elevens in Tokyo
0: are like is. phenomenal. No, I would, egg salad is the main thing. I don't, thing. I don't know if I ever ate like, I've I, never even I tried and,
2: egg salad ever in my life. I never will. But how do you know about egg salad at seven eleven in Tokyo? This is what I like Everybody to Everybody know. knows about well, it.
1: Again, the reason why is because uh Americans will eat There's egg the rabbit salad. hole again. He Ma- doesn't know about uh, it, but Americans do. will eat what egg salad order? their entire lives and then they'll go over to Japan and they'll eat holes. Japan's egg salad and they're like Fuck, what are these guys doing to their egg salad? I've never had egg salad Shut like I don't up. think they've don't tried like to so it. So you
2: I don't I
0: don't
1: say it here but straight out. Well my egg salad here will
2: match up to seven eleven's Tokyo. Okay, <laughs> Tokyo, <laughs> stop. I'm telling you, bring it on, Tokyo. I, I want I believe you. Uh, I'm telling you, our egg salad, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but is is so Fucking amazing! Even ask your mom.
1: Can your mom I, flips can it out. That's a great reference. On a, I'm so unbiased. Well, we'll take, I do like egg salad, I, oh, and I'll okay. will try it. No, no, not now. Okay. So unbiased. Ask
0: your mother how good her egg salad is. It's,
2: Bring on the egg salad!
0: <laughs> I'm very excited to the applause The applause, please. <laughs> Welcome egg, to the not just bagel oh. egg salad podcast. Here's the thing: <laughs> like egg salad. Like a, I think the, the test you have to eat it raw. Yeah, yeah sure. you got to eat it straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat it straight. Very creamy, right? When you chew, I like the way your beard moves. It looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is on video, I believe, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Got a good, like... <laughs> Jesse hasn't slept in two days. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Dreamy. Perfect. Dreamy.
0: So what does Copenhagen do better than the States?
1: You've eaten bread and butter at a restaurant even a diner here in the States and you've maybe eaten a bread and butter at a place that does it pretty well. Maybe you've even gone to a bakery and eat their bread and butter uh, or bread and bring it home and put butter on it. But then when you go over to Copenhagen, you start eating at some of the restaurants and you look at the level of baking and whatever the fuck they're doing, I'm not an expert in it, but I, I have, you know, a pretty good fucking palate and whatever they're doing over there have accomplished. It's, it's, more advanced than what we have here and as bakers some of it might have to do with the um, just how long they've been using these grains and more people more restaurants and more bakers have these ancient grains that have been passed down or starters or whatever for years and years so it's easy to just pop into a restaurant and find this fucking bread that you're like holy shit that's the best bread i've ever had and it's just a little starter at a restaurant and it's not even uh, you know good restaurants but not even the best restaurants there. So why don't we get back into
0: photography? Did you have any mentors while you were starting or, or learning from anybody?
1: I mean, I really learned on the fly. I, I took one class at a new school, an uh, intro to black and white. But I used all the social media websites available to me, particularly Flickr in the beginning. So I would, I would study other people's photographs, and, and I would ask them questions and say, how did you do this, and what camera are you shooting with? So I used social media and whatever people that I liked their photography. That's kind of how I learned and, you know, it's still due to an extent, but, uh, as I've gotten more into it and through the years, I'm starting to study photography books a little more and look at some of like our contemporary masters and, and, uh, try to, I guess, absorb, uh, whatever it is that they were doing that enabled them to become the top people in their industry. Right. Back then. What
0: do you think about like photography
1: today now though? I mean, it's tough, and it's uh, it's something that people look at every single day. Um, they take in so much of it. Almost everyone is using some form of social media. But the actual kind of idea of photography and the respect given to it as a profession is very little. And when you ask the typical person, can you name you know, a famous photographer? Nobody knows any famous photographers, but if you ask them... Do you know who Kendall Jenner is? They go, yeah, of course I know Kendall Jenner is. Like, what the fuck's the matter with you? And then, <laughs> and then you're like, well, do you know who... I'm wearing her underwear? <laughs> you know, he, right, yeah, right, right. And then you're like, well, do you know who William Eggleston is? And they're like, who? And like who? You know, right, who? They wouldn't know anyone. And listen, I, I, I don't. It's not like I'm a, a, you know, an expert on photography or on you know, f- photographers. And but I, you know, I know some. And you should. Uh, there should be a little bit more. I guess, interest in it, considering that people spend their entire days looking at fucking photos, whether they're good or bad, but then maybe start to learn more about the art, the craft, right? And put, you know, just... uh, Now, do you think that,
2: I wouldn't say social media, but would you think, like, the phone use of the photography has made the photographer less of, you know what I'm saying? uh, You know, like... Anyone now could take a photographer. You know what I'm saying? will be a photographer.
1: Sure, and the quality has gotten better and better. But, I mean, you still have to have this unique perspective and and be able to, again, you got to, like, somebody can take the new iPhone and it's so high quality and and they'll take a good photo. But, again, it's like same thing with the bagel. It's like you might be able to make a good bagel at home or a a good omelet at home, but try doing it 5,000 times, man, and, like, also waking up and breaking your fucking back And doing it and then dealing with all the other nonsense. Sometimes I do wish that uh, I was a photographer 25 years ago because those guys were making bank. And I don't know how much. There was competition, but you just worked as like an assistant for 10 years and then hopefully you made your way up and you were the only one that knew how to use all that complicated fucking equipment like light meters. Was there anyone in your family that was interested in photography? My grandfather and father both uh, were interested in it uh, and after my grandfather passed, I found a bunch of old slides that, uh, that he took that I hadn't seen. So it was pretty cool. I started going through he shot stuff in like the sixties in Italy. They went to like Venice and like beautiful stuff. Like he was shooting like a nice film, you know, old film camera. So it was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, a little, so a little bit of family influence, but nobody did it uh, professionally. My dad was interested in it. He, he, had like an underwater camera and used to do some like diving photos and I have some cool photos that he, he did. us, uh, but you got any of them printed? Uh, I did. I printed up a couple of his and I have them in my house and I printed up a couple of my grandfather's too. And I put them up on like Instagram or Twitter once in a while or Flickr. Uh, so this is called there. There's a term for this. It's called vernacular photography. It's a new type What's of, that? uh, so it basically means you're finding photos. So, um, some people will go on to eBay and they'll buy a lot of slides, like a lot of 35, milliliter, uh, 35 millimeter slides. And then they'll scan them in and see what they have. So it's, you're, it's kind of like a lottery. You don't know what you're going to get. So you go on to eBay and someone's like, hey, I just cleaned out this person's you know, closet that they passed away. And they had this whole thing of slides and I'm selling them for 100 bucks. And people will bid on them. And I have a buddy who he literally scans eBay all the time and sees what's uh, out there. So it's called vernacular photography or found photography or found photos. You're just finding someone's old photos maybe no one has ever seen. And so it's just kind of exciting and interesting. What are some of like the top gems that have come from there? Good question. So there's a woman, her name's Vivian Meyer. She lived her entire life as a nanny. No one knew she was into photography, but she used to take her little medium format camera and shoot film all day long, like on her breaks and whatever. And she died, and nobody saw her, her. She had the, you know, she had all these slides, and she died, and somebody bought them on a lot like this. And he, you know, usually sometimes you get family photos, sometimes you get some cool shots. You don't know what you're gonna get, but this guy got a fucking treasure trove of beautiful photographs that no one had ever seen, and she was super talented. So he fucking was like, "Fuck, man, this is like finding like a famous photographer's on, you know, gems that." And so he published a book. They made a documentary out of it called uh, Finding, Discovering Vivian Vivian Meyer, Finding Vivian Meyer. But it's fascinating. It's really cool. But those are called, that's called vernacular photography or found photos. Um, And, you know, nobody would have known she even really took a photo before this guy did it. So what camera do you use specifically? Um, well, this, the, I use n- the Nikon system, mostly digital. When I shoot film, I have a film camera. It's a Hasselblad 500C medium format. It's uh, basically a camera from the 80s right now. It's an old fucking camera, but it works well. I have it serviced, and it takes beautiful images. Uh, you, know, you have to have it developed and pay for the film, and it's, you know, it's a process, and it's hard to shoot that film. It's not easy shooting film, uh, especially handheld. It's all manual control. But uh, I love it and it's a, it's a great camera. And it's a camera that the, uh, whenever you see photos from the moon landing, it's uh, my camera that I use is just basically, you know, the next generation that was built in the eighties of that camera. And so, but that I've seen the one that they used and it kind of looks, you know, it's just a little bit older than the version. You've had it since the eighties? My, oh, no, I haven't had it since the eighties. No, but my camera, it, that's how old it is. When I began photography, I was shooting with like a digital camera like just a little kind of point and shoot but what i would do is uh i had it you know i was working my day job and every weekend on friday i would go to this uh, camera shop down in a tribeca and i would rent that camera the medium format film camera on a friday and you wouldn't have to bring back till the monday and it was like a one-day rental so it was great i got it and then i would just go shoot and spend my weekend shooting film and and then return it on Monday but it, you know it was an expensive camera and I was out of college and I didn't have money to buy a film camera so I would rent it every weekend. Why would you decide to start shooting food? Um, so you were hungry one day? <laughs> I mean sure yeah yeah right like could get a
2: haircut.
1: Yeah right could buy a slice of pizza. you know yeah like anyone else I mean I was I was doing photography and I was deciding what uh, you know subgenre I wanted to go into and I was doing weddings, and weddings were wonderful and, and lucrative, but I started getting food assignments and watching the celebrity that was attached to it and, uh, you know, obviously being interested in that. And I wanted to do cookbooks, and, and I liked shooting cocktails, and I was just started doing assignments, and they kept giving me more restaurants. And, you know, it's a, in New York City, food media is popular. Never it's what? Never ending. But, yeah, right, right, exactly. There's always another spot and that. And that, uh, you know, unfortunately, given what we were just chatting about, the longevity and, and the pro- a longevity project, uh, what's really popular is new. So, like, when a new restaurant opens, even if – but the thing is, it's nice because even if you're a chef and you just coming up with – a you can be the same chef, but just coming up with a new concept – it yeah. just keeps people, it, so it not, only keeps your, it not only keeps your fans excited, uh, your, your customers excited, it keeps your employees excited. That's what you have to do. So when you're a successful restaurateur, you need to find whoever is working for you and whoever is the best, right? And you kind of have to go to them and, and ask them and say, do you like working at this place or do we need to give you your own restaurant? Do we need to make a second restaurant to keep you happy so you don't leave me for your own restaurant or another restaurant? You know, so it's it's part of it. What are we and talking about? How you started shooting? <laughs> how you started shooting food? <laughs> so yeah, thirteen years with Eater. No, sorry, ten years with Eater, thirteen years with the New York Times, shooting food and restaurant stuff for them.
0: How important is lighting when you're shooting food?
1: It's extremely important, right? And so you have to take into consideration if you're using natural light, which unfortunately I'm a natural light photographer, it's really what I am most drawn to and think my work looks the best in that's what I want to do. So you have to watch what, uh, you know, which facing windows you have to work with, what time of day you're working with. It's all things that you have to take into consideration and deal with.
0: So we're going to do a round that we call the proofing round. So it's gonna be 10 questions, fast answers. You ready? There we go. He's ready. <laughs> Favorite photo you took? The waiter at Wohop. Ooh, great. Worst shoot ever.
1: Uh, I'd have to choose. I'm not doing. I'm too slow on these. Don't, yeah, no. No. You're fine. But also, don't. Uh, don't ruin your career. <laughs> okay. I'd say any photo shoot where there are zero stars attached to that. I don't know the uh what's going to be written when I'm photographing, but I do read it like everyone else afterwards easiest food to photograph? Cheeseburger. The last greatest bite of food you've had? A croquette. Ham, uh, country ham croquette at Red Hook Tavern. Should 420 be a holiday? Sure. Canada or Absolutely. Nikon? Canada or what? Nikon. Oh, Canada. I thought you said Canada or Nikon. I'm like, I don't know. Did Nikon. Did you say?
3: I think you said Canada.
1: I like oh, that, Canada. though. Canada or Nikon. I'm choosing Nikon. I'm going to call you Canada from now on. Canada. A. I am a Nikon shooter. I, I don't have anything against Canon, But once you start investing in one s- uh, system, it's just you got to go with it. Best food city in the world. Um, Copenhagen. No, Tokyo. No, yeah. Copenhagen. <laughs> Cocktail or straight liquor? Cocktail.
0: A place you have yet to photograph, but you want to.
1: Laser Wolf in Brooklyn.
0: Pick one. A shoot at Noma Circa 2014 or at Daniel Circa 1994?
1: Daniel Circa 1994. Did you know I was going to ask that? You were like ready to go. I mean, I wrote that question. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's the
0: proofing round. <laughs> pretty go. good question.
1: Yeah, pretty good question. That was a good question.
0: And why that one?
1: Oh, well, no. Nah, I mean, I, I had the uh, opportunity to go over to Noma and shoot with uh, Renee. Not that year, but maybe a couple of years after. And, and it was amazing. I had a wonderful time. He was so cool. He... He like kind of introduced me to one of his buddies who I ended up took went to his wine bar after with and just like drank fucking beautiful wine. And it was great. Uh, Danielle is you know, one of the most respected people in our industry. And I wasn't doing photography at that time. So being able to go back and nobody. Well, that's the thing. So talking about this, not to be a dick or mean, but uh, who's who was doing photography back then and how good were their photos? It was hard. You know, it was hard and it wasn't what it is today. So being able to go back, that's a, that would be really fucking cool. And shooting that, and then like yeah, presenting it today like it's my work, that's a good Especially one. Especially food, you know, the, the, the you food, had a lot. But of, also you had a like, lot of sports, stuff. Everybody, and and star everybody sitting there, you know. But also that's a good one because I mean, I'd like to go back to one of these chop houses in like the early 1900s and fucking hang out, watch right. them cook in the, the homestead and shoot like the, that the like, previous Peter Lugers, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like
2: the homestead in Manhattan. Right? Yeah, yeah, going back. Gallagher's, well, you know, that's another
1: one. I mean, that you know, it's great that that place has been It's charming and it's been there for so long. I love all these places and I don't like the idea. Listen, I understand that food criticism is important and we need it, right? But you have to uh, be responsible with your words. So if you're going to take down an, a restaurant that's been in existence for 100 years or or be rude to it, you have to kind of step back and say, what's my goal here? Who, who am I trying to serve? You have to, you have a responsibility to your audience. I understand that you might go to this 120 year old restaurant and not think the quality is that of what it was 15 years ago when you ate there with your friends but maybe don't write about it maybe don't talk about it and don't try to take them down those guys are like our those are our founding fathers founding fathers right our mentors without them without a peter luger uh, where are we? Do we have all the cool shit that and then we And they want
0: to go to Starbucks the next day and review a matcha latte for
2: $23.
1: Right, fuck Starbucks, right. Yeah, I'll, yeah. It's, I heard you talking with the Peter Pan guy, right, about just how, yeah, and I love Peter Pan. That's wonderful. I went in there actually before, before I did this podcast, uh, you know, last week I was in the neighborhood and I went and I said hello to that guy and I told him I'm doing the podcast. And, oh, nice. Because well, I had never met him. I've been a fan of that place, obviously. I fucking love it. But you know, I don't. I've never met him, but now it's like, oh, I was, Shout I was out to walking Dimitri.
0: by. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that they served our bagels there?
1: Uh, always? No, I didn't actually. Forever? Like, yeah, been, yeah. oh, they Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't, I thought they made their own bagels, and I didn't know that. That's cool. But they do make their own donuts. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. A bit, a, a All right. <laughs> Their donuts are fucking great. But obviously, they, I mean, yeah, go in and get the bacon. They're legit. They're legit. Yeah, it's, it's just delicious. a wonderful place and, and just the consistency and the quality that they keep. And It's like you say, it's easy to do it once,
2: maybe right. twice, but to continue it Doing that it long. And
1: dealing with fucking people, they're oh, the
2: worst, God. as Seinfeld says, they're yeah. the worst. It's, so you've worked with a lot of famous chefs.
0: What are some of your favorites?
1: Um. I've gotten to work with Bobby Flay, which has always been fun. And uh, Eric Repair, I've worked with La Down a few times. People like that. And then Daniel Balud, again, I always love working with him. How about some of the Japanese places? I love Bar Goto by uh, a guy named Kenta. That's a really just beautiful kind of representation of, I guess, my, what I think a Japanese bar should be here in New York City.
2: Do you, do you like
1: taking pictures
2: of sushi? Like I, I always find sushi pictures
1: fascinating. They're, like beautiful. the layers sure. of it
2: and just well, capturing the, the little the little details the of it the
1: craft that the just you know you find in a high, particularly high-end sh- sushi places yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's wonderful. Uh, another great place that my buddy Billy Durney took me to is 63 Clinton uh, 63, Clinton, Sheehan. Sheehan, yeah. Shout out Sheehan. Yeah. It's,
2: That's in
3: Carol Gardens.
1: Oh, uh, no, Manhattan. Is that your boy? On, on Clinton Street. Oh, Clinton Street. That is, gotcha. that dude is my OG boy. Yeah, he's
3: a, he's a, he's a good dude. He's a fantastic chef.
1: That's a wonderful place, a so great fucking Well, Gross got to hook us up there, Jess. Yeah. Uh, and then, so Ivan Ramen's also right down the block from that. And so that's, uh, I'm buddies with him and also I'm invested in that restaurant. Oh, nice. uh, but that's probably one of my favorite Japanese restaurants in New York City. When you work with these chefs and you have a relationship with them, does it make it easier? Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. And, you know, again, I've been doing this for, you know, the past, whatever, 15 years. So uh, seeing them over and over. And uh, honestly, a nice thing is you do, you walk into a, a photo shoot and the chef or uh gm or whatever will be like oh my god it's you thank god or they'll say something like that which makes you feel good because they know uh, i'm not going to waste their time i'm not a. am you know i'm i'm but not you, really a deep, they know uh, you got that dog in here yeah right yeah here. And they, yeah they but know they know i'm gonna demeanor. make their shit look you, good they know uh, is this y- let's go yeah yeah right right,
2: right to great it. demeanor about it. yeah like <sighs> Again, some people we come on the show and I have this feeling or thoughts about who they are. You're just very interested. Guy got a know. lot of feelings. No. I'm just saying, straight up. Thank okay, you. You, you. I would assume you bring that to your shoots also, right,
1: and, I that. and that's part of the game. You have sure, to, sure, yes, you have to make people feel relaxed and comfortable, and you have to make them feel that uh, you're, you're confident and make them confident that you're in control and you're getting, making them look good, and you're doing, you know, you're doing a good
0: service. Talking to them. about feelings, you have a, a photo of uh, Dom DeMarco.
1: Yes, yeah, that's a great is, one too. I like we, that one.
0: We uh, we knew him. Rest in peace. Before yeah. you know, he passed away close with the family but why don't you tell us about that about that photo specifically
1: um i just yeah i mean i went in there a couple times and it was just kind of in there as a customer that wasn't an assignment and i just shot a quick uh, you know image of him putting a pie in the oven or about to put that pie in the oven and made it black and white and yeah it was i mean i'm lucky to have been there Right. You have to be there and you have to go right. to these places and, you know, put your foot in that door. But then you also have to get your camera out and make that moment happen. So, yeah, now that, that was just as a customer. It wasn't an assignment. Would have been cool to get an assignment in that place. But I do. Yeah. But yeah, I've met him a couple of times. One great uh, story that I have with him is that I went to Lucali. Uh, Mark had me come over to take a couple of photos because Dom and his like family came over to Lucali and they brought like their pizza and their you know their uh, sheets and they made their pizza in Mark's oven and he made some of his pizza and they were just hanging out because you know, Mark's good friends with the uh, with them so that was that was fun. Shooting. He loves and he lo- he loves them like I've yeah, seen some like, videos yeah, of them. No, those those guys. So I have a good photo of Mark uh, and Dom out front in front of Lucalli that that I like. I like any fun celebrity stories you could share with us. Sure. Yeah, I I, I got a good one uh i'll let you choose i got two i got one about uh phil mickelson or one about asap rocky I-, I could only choose one yeah i say asap because what do i uh, gotta pay to hear the other one <laughs> there's a festival in the bronx it was like an art and hip-hop festival uh called no commission swiss beats put it on and asap rocky was like a headliner and uh, dougie fresh was there as well i was getting some cool stuff and somebody sent me an email and said Hey, you want to come to this, uh, no commissions festival by Swiss beats and ASAP Rocky and, uh, we're putting it on in the Bronx, you know, and we'll give you like backstage pass, you know, uh, access, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. I can really, can I take photos of them? And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. It's an awesome concert. And i I took great photos. I'm having so much fun. If the concert's over and ASAP Rocky's going and getting into his van and there's like a woman there working the, from the festival. She knows I'm there. And she's like, we're going to try to get you in uh, to photograph him. And he's like, got all these groupies around him. And I'm like, I'm this big fucking doofy looking white dude. I probably had that crazy hair that wasn't cut <laughs> at the time. I'm like, this guy doesn't want to fucking hang out with me. He just finished a concert. He wants to hang out with all these hot chicks that are banging on his door to get in. And she's like, no, 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 just wait. He's, he's going to come out. He's been coming. And I'm sitting there going, this guy's not coming out. I'm standing there anyway, and people are starting to leave, and I'm like, I kind of want to go home. I'm like, should I just go home? I got all my gear with me, a big fucking bag. Again, look like a lunatic. They probably think I'm going to kill somebody. There's no way I'm getting near that guy. And all of a sudden, he comes out with, like, bodyguards, and they're like, who's the guy? Where are we going? And they're like, here, where do you want to go? And they're like, to me, where do you want to take him? And I was like, ah. so we went back inside to where all this artwork had been presented before the concert, because again, it was like an art and like then the outdoor concert thing. And it's me and Aesop Rocky, and he's just standing there. I mean, the first thing he does to me, he just, he just holds his hands out and somebody had given him all this weed and he just like shows it to me. And I was like, oh, cool, man. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to say. So I'm like, hey, Aesop, can you, you want to like, roll it up? <laughs> uh, I, so actually, so I brought a joint with me but like by that time it was like in the summer and i looked at the joint and it was all like wet and like he's like he was gonna be like get the fuck get that away from me so i didn't even offer it to him but he had this big pile of fucking weed in his hand so i'm taking photos and i'm like all right i got fucking asap rocky by myself i'm fucking with all this cool artwork so we're walking around taking photos and i'm like he's gonna be like krieger let's go hang out tomorrow or something <laughs> it was going great and it was then all of a sudden I'm telling him, oh, Aesop, move back a little more like I would be too. Oh, just a little more, a little more. And so now he moved all the way back, and he's almost standing on this, like, $600,000 fucking painting that's, like, got physical stuff coming out of it or whatever. It's all weird artwork. Or- and so I said, oh, Aesop, no, no, don't, you, watch your back. Don't uh, let's do that. And he kind of looked back, and he just looked at me and went, Pfft. And he just walked. <laughs> he walked out. <laughs> that was it. Get the fuck out! Yeah, yeah. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he like looked back. He looked back, and he looked at me and went, Psh. like, like, forget you, man. That so sick. that's my story. it was a pretty good story. But I still have all the photos. I got good photos. And he hates now. you uh have you ever run into him again (laughs) uh i have not and i think he if he remembered that he might have he might say i don't know it'd be a good question you can ask him don't ask him he'll be like he'll go what the fuck you talk about man you you tell my wife is rihanna you're asking me about some stupid fucking photographer from six years ago all right so he'll never know even me i wouldn't say oh hey i remember that time you yelled at me at that art event did you ever
2: shoot anybody that like you were so freaking nervous that you couldn't you know handle
1: uh yeah so the one time i got nervous was uh uh at the um action bronson's concert at city field he did his concert at city field and i was hanging out with my buddy billy and he got us invited and we got to go backstage and like fucking yeah they're they're close i met billy Uh, yeah billy's great uh and like I had my camera with me and I also had like a joint with me. And I'm like, all right, I need to smoke some pot, fucking so chill out. But like, I started smoking pot on the fucking stage with Action Bronson about to perform. And for some reason, I looked up and there's just like a security guard there. And I got all scared and I fucking stepped on my joint and ruined the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Daniel, ruined another joint. And then I told Billy and Billy told Action and Action's like, why did you do that? That was so stupid. But. <laughs> Well, anyway, the point is, is when that concert started and action went out there and everybody fucking freaked out and I was standing like over on the side and no one could even see me just being there and, and trying to take photos of him and seeing feeling like the energy. It was like overwhelming. It was oh. too much like I couldn't I couldn't believe it. So it was like I was I could I mean, I got some good shots, but it was like it's like Great. a force field it was like he, a, a, he he brought me
2: out on the stage at Queens College. He invited me back to the backstage. He sees me on the side of the stage. He grabs me. He takes me center stage. Center State. Oh, And geez. he screams to the whole fucking audience, Utopian bagels, bagels and the best and fucking bagels. Right, right. It's
1: Queens like College. Oh, okay. and So
2: everybody went the crazy?
1: The whole oh, that's,
2: nuts. That's wonderful.
0: That's <laughs> great. Rank these from worst to best. Worst. <laughs> Peter Lugers, Smith & Walensky's, Sparks, Keen's and the grill.
1: Yeah, best has got to be... I'm going to put Luger at the top there. And then I would go Keen's. Is that even on your list?
2: Yeah, he said Keen's.
1: Yeah, yeah, Keen's too. And then, like, I mean, I don't even know if I've eaten at Sparks or... uh, The old Homestead, you know, put on there too. All right. right, Should we do a draft? Everybody take... Five minutes. Five minutes. minutes.
2: (laughs) The trouble is I don't know how to spell steak. (laughs)
1: Fourth, four, fun, two. Welcome to the stinks draft, baby.
0: Let's get it juicy. All right, all that's going to be cut. No, no, I'm going to finagle that. (laughs) Some
3: of that stuff is kind of fun. And for the listeners out there, we'll put out a poll on YouTube to see who wins the draft. The way this works is we each get five picks
0: in a snake draft order. Are you ready? Since you're the guest, Daniel, we're going to let you go first.
1: I am ready. My first draft coming in is out of Brooklyn, New York, Peter Luger Steakhouse. Definitely a classic. Great to get that one on the board. You know, had to go first overall.
2: If it doesn't go first overall, then there's something wrong with you. I'm going to take this one off the board because I know my son's going to hate me for this one. I'm going to go with Fort Charles. Definitely a solid pick. Definitely known for the burgers.
0: Maybe not a first-round draft pick in my opinion, but it's definitely up there. Uh, He's just saying that. No, I don't know. He's hurt. He's hurt. You know, know, I have to go with a classic for my first pick, especially since I got the back-to-back. You know, I got to give... Wolfgang's as my pick, you know, classic, multiple locations, Guy's been there forever, you know, gotta gotta hang up for the greats. It's a good one, on the board, yeah. Then for my second pick, I'm gonna go, you know, based out of London. We're gonna go with Hawksmoor. Oh, back, back on, on now. Me.
1: I haven't eaten there.
2: He went back I on. Ate oh. I ate it. that's, in a, good,
0: that's was, a good. That a, that's a good. That's a good number two. Oh, I give some diversity to my roster. You know, gets a little. Brit in there, you know, a little fight for the gonna... dogs, for the boys. Now it's up to Scott.
2: Oh Yeah, Ooh. sorry. Okay, so uh, <laughs> since I got to get one of the old-timers on the board, the Homestead.
1: Homestead, nice. Definitely yeah. a solid pick.
0: You know, rounds out the roster, gives the experience you need. Been there for a hundred years or however long,
2: right? Yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, I think for my number two, I'm going to do another Brooklyn. Uh, I'm going to kind of do, you know, when you play the the NBA uh, video games, sometimes you can use older players that don't exist anymore. I'm going to do that and say Prime Meats in Brooklyn. That's not currently Prime Meats. It's called Frank's Wine Bar. But it was a wonderful German. Like, it
0: was one of those things that if you went there, you knew that it was the spot. But, you know, now it's gone, so the new guys don't know about it. But
1: Right. Definitely yeah. has but,
0: some, some records that, that that haven't been broken.
1: But since this is kind of a fantasy uh, uh, play. I think I'm just going to say Prime Meat, yeah. Tuesday that's definitely that's okay. a
0: solid draft pick. <laughs> now you got your third going on.
1: Third one, I'm going to say the Tornado Room in Wisconsin, which happily is mm-hmm. still functioning and exists uh and is a cool Wisconsin supper club. Have you ever experienced one of those? I have not. Have, yeah. I've never been to Wisconsin,
0: but I'll take your word for it.
1: So, yeah, it's um the I guess one of the cool things about the Tornado Room in uh in Wisconsin is that you go in and there's first kind of like a whole cool like cocktail bar where they're making great drinks and there's a whole vibe there but then after you have your cocktail and you're kind of you know warmed up a little bit and ready for dinner then you move into the back room and it's a whole like steakhouse and a whole different vibe
2: it's an all-around player i'm gonna go with my third pick uh place that i actually used to pick up the garbage out gallagher's Okay. Right in Times Square. Uh-huh. That's another place. classic. How to get them off the board,
0: you know, yep. have some connections. Golf clap. Might be some some uh, collusion going on there with your connection for picking up their guard.
2: Well, they got a wonderful window to look at their age meets. That's for sure.
0: Nice. All right. You know, with my third pick, I'm going to have to go with one of the, you know, the hometown heroes for me right in the area. Brian and Cooper maybe some may not know but definitely a sleeper in this draft I
1: don't. Need, i've never been there but top yeah. quality steak
0: good that's appetizers good. Yeah. old
2: school very
0: same good. waiters every night like that's great
2: yep right Def, definitely a solid <laughs> definitely thing. have a nice meat room that you look out at on the outside also a really cool place with my fourth pick i'm gonna have to get a little wild and exotic on it because like
0: you need that in the team the guy that's gonna go out there and hurt the other player when you need it too. so we go with Poppy Steak. Give me that thousand dollar golden steak. <laughs> we're gonna go slap
1: people. Oh no! At least you didn't say the what's the guy that yeah nurse nurse that, yeah. Salt Bay Salt Bay.
0: Now he's a little too aggressive for me. The forearm. One of know. my
1: buddies was like, "Yeah, I ate at Salt Bay's restaurant in Vegas." I was like, "Why?" I was like, "Why would you do that?" Like,
0: Mine, you know, Poppy Steak might not be the best, you know, player, but it's definitely
2: gonna sell some tickets. I, I think I'm gonna go for that Asian flat touch. And I'm going to put coat on there right now.
0: Ooh. Definitely a yeah. sleeper. Probably, you know, you got some flavor now in your lineup. It's looking solid for you, Scott.
1: What <laughs> for? I'm going to do Keen's, uh, a classic uh, American in Manhattan. Might be the steal of the draft. Give us <laughs> the mutton. Yeah. A, a yeah,
2: fourth round Keens. That was pretty good.
1: Yeah, bad. that's a late that's delivery a late for Keene's. Uh. That gorgeous uh, yeah, bar and, and just the history there, it's it's unparalleled. And when you walk into Keene's Steakhouse in Manhattan, there's all of these tiny little thin pipes that these guys used to fucking sit there and smoke pipes like 100 years ago. And then you look at the wall and there's like an article that like, lincoln fucking ate there and you're like where am i what the hell's going on and yeah it's wonderful and and the fact that that place is still open and uh functioning a, at a high level is wonderful
0: that's so. your fourth yeah so oh, you have one, one more. more
1: oh can i can i take a break and then you guys come back to, uh i mean i'm still thinking about fucking stay i don't i don't know that many stick houses
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna round it off with uh, another Place where I used to pick the garbage up at Smith and Walensky's. Oh, Daft oh, yeah, Danny downstairs that. cutting up the meat. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you regret giving up your the, their- Danny downstairs, and you know they make a great. Uh, Cajun ribeye. That's what if I love. If Danny that. downstairs is on your roster, you know, you,
0: you got guys.
2: See, that's why I didn't say Smith and Lenzi, because I've got heavy. no backstory or... Uh, I brought cases of wines up, and they let me open it and never charged me for the cork. Mm, yeah. Do you know
3: what's fucking that's amazing nice. is anytime you describe a story, you sound like a goddamn, like, Renaissance painting. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled in with <laughs> cases of wine. It was pouring everywhere. <laughs> All
0: right, so with my fifth pick, I might get some more criticism for this one, but it's not really like a higher end. I'm gonna go with Pat LaFrieda's. Oh, you know, it's a company that uh-huh. could transport the players to the game. Too, sure, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. So good. I'm trying to save some money on those bus rentals. So not a steakhouse. <laughs> they have steak- a steakhouse. Do they have house? a steakhouse? Purveyor. No, no they, they don't have a steakhouse in City Field.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Like they do. I've yeah. never been or, or seen that. I didn't yeah. know. So they have like a right. I actually ha- I did i do think i've heard of i've never yeah been. they have
0: a steakhouse oh, cool. they're also a purveyor they got a well, good steak a, sandwich
3: sure yeah yeah they're you they could they're get them at the supermarket it's I like mean, the pat La house at city field oh that's you, cool I, i've never no i didn't know i just thought they had the the sandwich but, stand
1: uh, i like listen, giving LaFrieda the, the props and the respect because without yeah. them yeah you know, a lot of they the,
0: paved the way for a
1: lot of the they, guys sh- they, the league, they really do they they created a higher level of product that a lot of these chefs and restaurants have been using and you know and so that's a it's
2: strong I, I, pick. it's a guy I, that's going to go I'm in, in and get you 30 right I think I'm going to help <laughs> you out with your last
1: pick no, to stay no, no, Brooklyn no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it I got, got it. It. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the one I'm choosing is uh, Sammy's Romanian Oh wow. so that Sammy's was Romanian great. right right Lowry's side. Lowry's oh, side. oh my god like I said an yeah. aristocrat the yellow sign No there's no place like that 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 has that character that you're going yeah, to be like able to, to recreate you need you need 75 years to recreate yeah. something like that so when a place like that closes it's an absolute travesty yes. it's a, it's like a museum closing again it's like a yeah. play closing but the fact that it existed and how long it exists it's wonderful and i love my t-shirt and i love my photos that i have because i did uh i did an eater shoot and a new york times photo shoot there uh, pete wells reviewed it and he gave it a review similar to uh Randazzo's. you know he didn't then put it in his top 100 because it's closed. But you know, I love those types of places, and now that that's my number five pick. That's but
2: we have great. a call out for of Sammy's to come back. The thing is, right? It should. <laughs> well, the problem. One is of the comeback is, stories of the year might might oh, even be, be comeback player of the year. That would be great. Yeah. Are they talking about it? Have they? I don't know, but mm-hmm. we should start a conversation yeah. about Sammy's coming back. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Someone
3: should. Right? I'm reading the message right. Someone, boards right now. Hey, listen, and it's amazing. There's no news. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway. Do we have any billionaires who listen to the show that want to uh, revitalize Sammy's? McGraw? Romani? McGraw? Call I the get private jet. jet. Get the jet. Please. Please. Get the jet. Have you eaten there? Did you get the chance, Steve? Eat? I've eaten at it. Sammy's, yeah. So Sammy's Romanian... Uh, they always had music. There was always live music, and it was basically like a, ba- a bar mitzvah. So you, know, you go there, and there's just dancing, and they do the it, crazy it, like you know bar mitzvah songs. It
2: was uh, a just, type of place. Like if you went up to the Bronx right now and go to Dominic's, you know, with the long table, right? So just it, it's not like you would expect a, a a steakhouse to be, but it was just there was something about that place. Going down the steps there too. Right. It wasn't so a, much character. A straight
1: you know. It was a little silly and the food is, you know, was not always that great but, you know, and they would do big uh, bottles of vodka and like uh, ice blocks and, you know, just pour it and like, you know, everything was a production. Yeah, sure. Sure. But it was fun, you know, wonderful. It's like, that's why we go out to eat and, you know, that's why it's, it's why we play the game. That's why we play the game, right? You yeah. know,
2: back in the day when I was 20, I owned a taxi and that was one of the spots you would hang out out to pick up Passengers, that's obvious. Yeah, that's awesome. If you, if you were on that lower East you knew you the swing by block Sam? of vodka in the bucket was going down. <laughs> you gotta get a taxi.
1: Did people ask you where to eat when you drove a taxi? Oh yeah, yeah. But th- you know. Again, the same so place much every change. time. <laughs> no, there's
2: so <laughs> much oh, there's change. There's a diner on the corner. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the, back then, the coffee shop in, in Union Square, that was, was a hot great. spot yeah, that to was, yeah. um, That's uh, another
1: unfortunate one. Yeah, you know,
2: El Faro's used to be the Spanish place uh, in the village that was incredible. Um, El Quixote. You get twin lobsters. Yeah,
1: right. right. Used to get. A I did a photo lobster. shoot there. Oh my! God. God, Have no, the green insane. sauce there. You're know, gonna go crazy. That one. So that place is hard. When that place, you know how dark it is in there. Yeah, that, that's very hard to do a photo shoot in an environment. Well, that's the like new that. one you're talking about. The old one. The so it was like
2: just. Dark. Well, the front room cool. was. If you go to the back rooms there, they were very bright and open.
1: But it's all- uh, no windows, though. I need- No, no windows at all. I usually need windows. No, no windows at all. Windows is good for light, I think. Exactly. So is the sun, that fell. We're
0: going on to the next game. We're going to say, fuck, marry, and kill. Scotch, gin, tiki drinks. Oh,
1: jeez. Fuck, gin, marry, scotch, and kill the tiki drink. That's too much. Get the fuck that out is of so here. fucking sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm right with you. I don't want to have to kill any any of those drinks, but I don't know if I want the tiki drinks. Yeah, stay it <laughs> It might be you don't <laughs> like that fucking umbrella no, shit. No, it just caused trouble down the line. Nice. You know? Uh Have you ever been to Maison Premiere?
2: Oh, I would just said you were in. In Williamsburg, that's a wonderful cocktail bar. The oysters, bar, yeah. the oysters, the oysters, the yeah, razor clams. The, oh my it's God! It's like, they it's just put
1: out of, a book. They just uh, released a book. Maison Premiere.
2: We, I went down there and I, I brought them a bag of bagels. <laughs> I, I, lo- every I love place. it. I love it. Yeah, it's good. And it's, you enjoyed yourself. You had a really good time. Uh, me, I, I've been there a few times already, but the first time we went, me and my wife sat at the at the bar. And when you walk in this place, it, it looks like it's, a, you know, an old-time uh, right. bar. Yeah, it's like you're in the And 1920s then you pass the New midpoint, and there's this amazing, small oyster bar. Maybe sits like five or six okay. people.
1: I had a little uh, party there. I May- uh, helped uh, uh, Dana Cowan, uh, the former editor-in-chief of Food & Wine. She put out a book, and I helped her organize a little... Um, kind of party there in the oh, back in the back insane. garden 18 different oysters and man da- and daniel showed up to that party and when he stepped in and looked around he's like whoa he's like where am i he's like i was coming out to brooklyn he sent his driver back to Danielle, and the driver came back with like a hundred-year-old bottle of Armagnac or some something like that, like wow. some cr- like old, like really a hundred-year-old bottle of something, wow. and gave it to them as a gift. And he's like, "This this is perfect for your your restaurant, restaurant bar." Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, before we sign off here, I want to hear something. Can you give me your best advice to a young photographer that wants to photograph food specifically?
1: study it and and learn as much as you can about the about the restaurant world and about cuisine and different chefs you know give yourself uh giving yourself that background helps you just just in conversation and dealing with chefs and working with the in the restaurant world so just doing that extra bit of research uh beforehand for your field is, is super important instead of just saying i like food or food looks cool or i think i want to be a food photographer and
0: don't forget the lighting. One, two, three. Let's, Let's go, go,
2: Yankees. Yankees.
0: Let's <laughs> it was one. It was one. Oh, long time. <laughs> well, anyways, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Great time with you, man. I'm excited to take some photos with you, maybe one day.
2: I'd like that. That would be amazing. I'm excited to go out with you. I'm excited to, uh, to go to apparently? Yeah. I'm uh, excited know, to go to I, Paris with you and your wife. Uh, yeah, I, 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 think you know your way around the city and and some good restaurants and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we're gonna have a nice. I, I haven't,
1: here. I haven't, definitely haven't been to a few of the steakhouses on your list. So I would love to check them out. Check them out, yeah, I'm ha-
0: Sure enough, when I, I remember the day I didn't like cream cheese, I was six years old, after a baseball game, and I probably ate my like tenth cream cheese bagel that week. And it was out of the back of a car after the game, pulled out an egg bagel with cream cheese, I
2: bit it, and I was like, I'm never eating this again. And that I was haven't it. ate it since that day.
3: Huh.